This podcast of The Matt Wyatt Show is presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Land Bank. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Are you interested in buying land, farmland, hunting land, recreational property, or even a place to build that dream home? Anything land-related in North Mississippi, go to Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land. If you'd like to catch an entire replay of the entire radio show on any day, check out the on-demand of the live stream. Every day the show is streamed live, all three hours, on Facebook, YouTube, and on Periscope. Just look for me, Radio Wyatt, on any of those platforms, and you'll find the entire show from that day, and you can stream the whole thing on demand. Check it out. All right, so just like that, hour number two has begun. Here we go. I'm Matt on the in the Farm Bureau studio. On the what? What was I going to say? On the what? On the call. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> In the <laughs> stuff comes out of your mouth sometimes, you're like, Where'd it come from? In the bubble on the call. <laughs> in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown Heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire customer. Inspired. Guess what I saw today? I told y'all about this about a month ago. For people watching the live stream, you can see this. I'll even hold it up on the camera there where it like focuses on that. That, folks, is a flyer from C Spire. They are putting, uh, you can see my neighborhood there. They are putting C Spire fiber to the home internet, super duper high speed fiber internet into my neighborhood. And today, I saw the trucks riding around, getting out, you know, finding out the next place, figuring out where it's going. It won't be long. <laughs> it will not be long. I cannot wait to get that fiber internet in here in this house and in the studio. You sound like Clark W. Griswold. <laughs> How's that? Man, you're just excited. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's yes. almost time to put the lights up. Put up the lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, we um, several years ago, I really did the whole big lights thing, and that's when I found out that it's very expensive okay because a lot of those lights get busted from one year to the next and you have to replace them and sometimes you have to go buy new lights every year and so like lighting up the whole house is very expensive that's what i found out hmm. uh so we we have things now that don't have to be replaced as much and wreaths on all the windows and bows and a few lights okay so we kind of got it right in our little wheelhouse right there Hey, um, as we start off here in hour number two, I got some things I want to cover with y'all. By the way, thanks to everybody who jumped back in on the live stream with a new link. Really do appreciate that. I'm sorry for the issues earlier. I have totally gotten it figured out with a little help from my friends. I get by with a little help from my friends. Amen. Who sings that, JB? Well, a number of people sung it, but the best one that sang it ever before was a guy named Billy Shears. Okay. Who's also known as Ringo Starr. <laughs> Get by with a little help from my friends. But, but Joe Cocker kind of made it more the, yeah, yeah. the popular song that it is. And then there was a dude last night on The Voice that sang it. And, man, he, he that might be one of the best versions I've ever heard of it. Really? Okay. Yeah, on Team Blake. You out here watching network TV. I see you, boy. 
Yeah, I well, see you. you know, when the wife has control of the TV, you watch what she, she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I see. She's the king of the castle. I understand yeah. it's the same way here, man. That's it was kind of like, quote, well, we can watch the Browns and the Ravens during the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> oh. okay. We'll flip over there during the commercials. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, uh, my man Caleb's been texting me. See, what I did, part of the issue was I had changed one of the downscale filters on my streaming software the other night, as well as the output to be a bigger HD output with a with a little bit more robust downscale so that because I was recording using my live streaming setup, I was recording a film study video, JB, yeah. of two different plays of how the running back for Auburn, Tank Bigsby, was able to bounce runs to the outside. He was able to get and break, contain, and have these big runs to the outside, which you don't see a lot. And so I was doing this film study. I actually posted it. It's on the YouTube channel. It is on Facebook. If y'all want to see that, it's just two plays, but it kind of shows examples of how he was doing that. Well, anyway, I filmed that whole film study just using the live stream setup and with the computers and stuff instead of setting up all the other cameras and everything like I used to do. This was much quicker, but I had gone in and changed a few settings to make it a much higher quality, which was bogging down my live stream because I had not changed it. And thanks with to some help from my friends, including my man Caleb, reminded me it needs to be. Yeah, anyway, got it. Thank you. Hey, man, uh, since you're talking about last night, just a hair a little bit about this Ravens game. I was watching the pregame, mm -hmm. and, you know, they have the come on man thing that they do, and we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Also with the you got mossed. Well, uh, Mississippi State cornerback Martin Emerson was the subject of uh, you got come on, man. They really? had him talking trash to number 18, uh -huh. and then number 18 scores that touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then they all get into it. <laughs> and and Look, I, I think it was Booger. I think that's who it was. And he yeah. goes, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you Look, talk trash and then got smoked. <laughs> and, and let's see. Look, we just have to take it. Yeah, when you play big right. boy football, it's different than the high school thing, isn't it? And we oh, went yeah. off and we sliced them up for what they did to the poor high school kid, which was unwarranted. Right. But you want to play big time SEC football. It's just part of our territory is if you pull something on national TV, if you get beat, they may put you on, come on, man. That's just part of the deal. Let's say I'm glad it wasn't around when I was playing. I'm sure I did man. something stupid too, but you know, that's just part of it. It's just part of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no. Okay. So here it is. Here's something I want to bring to your attention. <laughs> this is fantastic. Our beloved coaches here in the state of Mississippi and let me just tell you, I don't know that any other state has a lineup of entertaining coaches in their state like we have here. We got Leach. Leach is Leach. We've got Kiffin. Kiffin is Kiffin. JB, you know what Annabeth said today about Lane Kiffin? She goes, know, man. she says, <laughs> I, he's going to outlive all of us because he is so <laughs> chill. He does not care about <laughs> anything. He is as laid back. He's going to outlive all of us. That was her comment. You know, we got him, and we've got Coach Prime, Neon, Dion, at Jackson State. Put together a great staff. We got Will Hall at Southern Miss now, hometown guy. He's going to light it up. Get ready, get ready. He's going to light it up at Southern Miss. 
So we're we're good to go. And he's a sound he's a walking soundbite too. If you've ever talked to Will, he's great. Anyhow, so this happened yesterday on Monday. Monday press conference stuff. Let's start with Lane Kiffin, shall we? JB, I'm curious if you even heard the soundbite. What he said in response to the the Auburn rumors. This is fantastic. I got to stall here though because I got to put it onto my iPad where I can play it for you. Um, I'll, I'll set it up this way. So look at it this way. First thing that he does is he here it is. He comes to the press conference wearing a Mary Flipmus T-shirt in great in great big letters. Now this is on video too. Great big letters on a blue T-shirt or whatever. Mary Flipmus. <laughs> and he's sitting there, you know, doing the presser in, in that T-shirt, wearing this little eating grin. Y'all know what I mean by that. Y'all have heard that before. And then here comes the question. Hey, Lane, I just got to ask you. You're going to hear the question. I got to ask you about this Auburn speculation. Listen to his response. This is Lane Kiffin yesterday. Lane kind of got to ask about some of the rumors that will circulate about Auburn wanting to reach out to you for that vacancy. Have they reached out? And do you pay attention when your name comes up as a sitting Power 5 head coach for other jobs like that? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, that's just product of when your players play well, you're going to be in rumors like that. So there's been no conversations, anything like that. Um, I wanted to say, um, you know, what I learned from my mentor, um, you know, that if you guys are going to keep asking this, I'm going to have to tell you, I will not be the head coach at Alabama, okay? So stop asking me. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that, but I just had to. <laughs> it is fantastic. That's as priceless as Leach wanting to proofread Tyler Horker's work. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to take my hat off and hold it over my heart. And look into the camera and sincerely say, Lane Kiffin, thank you so much. I've been waiting since 2006 or seven for somebody in the coaching profession to publicly acknowledge how stupid that was that Nick Saban did that, that he said that. Thank you for pointing that out. It's taken this long. Over 10 years, almost a decade and a half, for somebody in the coaching profession to publicly and in a press conference go, all right, you're going to keep asking, i got to say it. I ain't going to be the next coach at Alabama. <laughs> just, to, just to put it in perspective, what's going on here? Agents working behind the scene. They're not going to tell you the truth if you're asking the questions. Media. Well, we've got to ask the questions. I can't just not ask the question. We understand you're not going to give us an answer, but I've got to ask the question. <clears throat> and we're just going to keep going back and forth until you do one of three things. Either A, lie to us. B, give us the runaround. Or three, C, <laughs> A, B, one, three, C, A, B, C, you get it. A, two, three. Three, say no comment. That's what goes on. And finally, a guy just says, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll say what Saban, Saban said. I'll say it right now. I'm not going to be the coach at Alabama. Thank you for that moment, Lane Kiffin. I really appreciate it. Bob, hang on. I got to do one more. This is Mike Leach yesterday.
Another example. He's here in the state of Mississippi saying what everyone else is thinking. You're recruiting. What can you do? Well, you can do this. You can't do that. Well, you can do this instead. Well, you can do that, but not this. Okay. And then, okay, are we going to go ahead and have signing day when it is? Yes, we are. Uh, well, maybe we're not. Yeah, we probably are. Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, okay. Are we practicing today? Oh, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, this many guys were positive. Oh, okay. Who are the contact tracers? We got to tra track that down. Okay, well, how many O-linemen do we have? Okay, well, who's going to play guard? Okay, now, um, uh, do we have enough corners? Well, I don't know. Well, this guy, uh, he played a little corner in high school. <laughs> and then, um, okay, what time does this start? Well, I don't know. They're going to change that. Okay, uh, now there's a procedure for this. We're going to test this many times a week. No, it's going to be that many. Okay, and so contact tracers are out this long. Okay, no, they're out that long. Okay, what what constitutes a contact tracer? And then in the back of that, you're wondering, okay, well, the NFL does it one way. We do it another. Okay, <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, it's just the stop and start and just the incessant uh, – change adjustment uh you know it's uh yeah yeah you guys are dealing with it yourselves i mean you guys see you all sitting in these rooms and uh, some of you look a little more cheerful than others and some look uh tried to look cheerful but you're kind of gloomy because you're stuck in there and then um uh, and so then uh you know we're sitting here you know doing it like this and and, and pretending it's all for real and uh this is just like a regular press conference. Yeah, this is such a brilliant idea. Let's do it like this all the time. <laughs> I mean, everybody's been through this. And, and, and um, you know, the ter determination, um, <clears throat> yeah, we got some problems we have to deal with. Um, and then, you know, anytime you get committees involved in something, it's going to be convoluted, twisted up, and then the politicians are trying to beat them chest, their chest and, and maximize on this at every step. And in the end, uh, together with all the commotion and clutter, we've created one of the most joyless seasons on earth. <laughs> and hopefully we have the presence of mind to not repeat it this way again. <laughs> oh, I love it. You just said it. One of the jo most joyless seasons on earth. Some trying to capitalize on it. And you heard everything they're going through week to week. Can we recruit? No. Yes, we can. But how? Well, you can't do it that way, even though it's in the rule, because this is a different year. Are we practicing? I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. Do we have enough offensive linemen? Yeah, but who's going to play guard? What about corners? <laughs> well, this guy over here played corner in high school. <laughs> That's why he's not playing it in college. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just, it's great. I appreciate both of them for just telling it like it is. Okay, Bob, who's been patiently waiting on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Bob? I was just wondering, uh, whatever happened to the, uh, I haven't heard any reports on what happened to the defensive lineman that went down to the senior. Yeah. That went down at the end, the Auburn game, and there's been no reports or anything. I was just trying to figure out uh, his status. Uh, Bob, there was a brief update after the game that everything was, you know, trending positive. And then yesterday at the press conference, there was an update that, uh, he's, you know, everything's really positive and he's going to be okay. Now, an update on whether or not he's playing this weekend or anything like that. I haven't heard it. I would seriously doubt it, but I haven't heard that. But just in terms of like, there's no paralysis. He's just in some pain and sore. 
no paralysis, nothing like that. Spinal cord is fine, which is really what we all need to hear. So, um, yeah, so he's going to be fine. Good. That's all I want to check. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. And, you know, that was an interesting, well, not interesting is not the right word. That was a peculiar thing that a lot of times when you see someone go through what Marquise Spencer went through, uh, you expect the worst, uh, worst, and you don't expect to get a positive report later that night from the hospital, but thankfully you get it. But you and I both know we've seen that some, right, over the years, is it looks awful. He can't move. They're putting him on a stretcher. This can't be good. With Marquise, you didn't get one of those moments where he gave you a thumbs up as he's riding out on the stretcher. You know, it was a scary thing. Like, and y'all saw it. He went down. We had a 20-minute break, and he did not move. And you're like, you know, how does somebody go from that to being okay? I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert, not a trainer. I can't answer it in medical terms. I can tell you what I went through myself in the final scrimmage of the spring before my junior season at Mississippi State. So this would have been spring of 1998, okay? And it was our final big scrimmage. And um, I'm trying to – I don't remember the – specifics anything else but what i remember about this particular thing what happened is we're running a play i i'm back to throw i'm in the pocket i step up and i'm gonna leave but then it collapses on me here's a guy here here's guys coming here so i immediately kind of just jump into people to protect the football take the sack and when i did got hit by a teammate that all of our momentum is driving forward he kind of picks me up off the ground and he's got me, you know, going forward, full momentum, head first, and my feet are up, and here we go. And an, and another teammate gets blocked right into us, and and I didn't see it coming, and couldn't see it coming. And what happened is at full speed, and I'm off the ground being carried, basically. I got hit in the back of the head, about as hard as you can get hit, by a guy weighing weighing about 290 pounds, and it slammed my head forward, and my chin connected way down here in the middle of my chest and I heard my neck go pow mm. and I hit the ground and I immediately lost control of everything um, my breathing my vocal cords my hands feet arms legs body couldn't move couldn't I, I'm face first couldn't reposition my arms the way I was laying and uh couldn't feel anything but severe pain in the back of my head, down the back of my neck, and down the middle of my back. Like it was on fire. As mm. if someone had a hot poker ramming it into your backbone. That's how it felt. And I couldn't move. And Coach Cheryl was immediately right there. I could, I could glance. I couldn't move my head, but I could glance at him and see that he was really concerned Trainers converge on me. It stopped the whole scrimmage, all this kind of stuff. And I'm there for a long time and really couldn't – not only could I not move, I couldn't feel. I couldn't feel hands. I couldn't feel feet. They took my – at one point took my shoes off. You know, they got the stretcher, all this stuff. Um, and then after minutes of trying to answer questions to the trainer, but I didn't really even have control of my breathing and my voice. It was really weird. Um. He's asking, can you feel this? I can't feel it. 
And then there's a question of, can you feel this on your foot? And I feel something poking me in the foot. He's got a, like a pin or a needle or something, basically, you know, to see if I had sensation in my foot. And that was the first time I felt something after minutes of not feeling anything and laying on the field, not able to move. That kind of freak you out, won't it? it I was, yeah, but you're, you're, it's, everything's going so fast and your adrenaline's pumping. It, I wasn't in freak out mode, but it is a very scary thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. It, and slowly but surely, JB, feeling came back in my feet, feelings back in my legs. Then it's back in my arms. They say, squeeze my hand. I squeeze it a little bit. My muscles are weak, you know, and my back is re- and neck are really hurting. So what was the diagnosis? Well, eventually they get me off of there. And for about a week, I was as stiff and as sore and stove up, as they say, as you possibly could be. They did the x-rays. My spine was fine. My vertebrae were fine. And they, what they described, it was a really bad stinger in Mm -hmm. my neck. Okay. Whatever that means, neck and all the way down, you know, into your lower back, there's a stinger and you go, well, what does that mean? Well, it's a nerve thing, obviously, where something happens and it affects, it doesn't do permanent damage, but it affects that spinal cord or affects those nerves in your neck and your back. And so temporarily, you think you're paralyzed. It's the sensation of what you would think the sensation of being paralyzed is. And that is no control, cannot move if you want to. But then it comes back. Thank goodness. But I'll tell you this, a week later, I was in no position to be like playing a ball game or practicing or anything like that. It took me, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of get to back to, to activity. And I just wonder if maybe that's what he went through, something along those lines. When that happens, man, you're just like, thank goodness that's all it is. Hopefully that's all it is for him. But we do know that the prognosis and everything right now is definitely positive. All right. It seems like we've just gotten started today, but we're about halfway into this show. Going pretty quick, dude. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, a story from Baton Rouge about a shoe. Yep. Stick around for that.